It's time for bonus content. Bonus feature. <laughs> and that may just be the introduction because I haven't uh, gotten around to creating an introduction for this particular segment yet. Um, this is possibly going to be a YouTube exclusive. We may release it on iTunes. Um, but there is some visual aspects of this involved, so you're probably better off checking it out on YouTube. We'll go with that. Um, so... We left off in our last episodes um, called uh, where you, What You Gonna Do With That Probe, Govna? <laughs> we discussed um, alien abductions, alien interactions throughout the world, including uh, the Rendlesham Forest incident. And after doing a little bit of digging, um, we were actually able to find the uh, translated Peniston uh, binary code. And I also wanted to share with everybody the um, Holt Memorandum as well. The official Holt Memorandum. So we're going to share those two things with you guys in this short little uh, bonus content episode. uh, And uh, let's get started. So the Peniston Binary Code decoded um, essentially... The, the story was that after Peniston came in contact with this UFO, um, he started seeing ones and zeros in his mind's eye. And the only way he could get rid of them was by writing them down in his notebook. Uh, he also sketched the symbols, but we'll get into that in a minute, that he saw on the uh, UFO as well. So um, it turns out that uh, once they were translated... The binary code that he had written down stated as follows. Exploration of Humanity, 6668100. Then coordinates. Then continuous for planetary advan. Fourth coordinate, continue out UQSCBPRB4. Followed by more coordinates. Followed by... Eyes of your eyes. Origin. Coordinates. Origin. Year. 8100. So, essentially, he was granted an otherworldly message in binary code. Now, it consists of um, what seems to be coordinates of locations around the world. And these coordinates include Caracol, Belize, Sedona, Arizona, the Great Pyramid of Giza, the Nazca Lines in Peru, Taishan Q, China, the Patara at the Temple of Apollo in Nexos, Greece, and a purported location of the mysterious Phantom Island, High Brazil, in Ireland. Now, for those of you that don't know, High Brazil is a mysterious island appearing on maps from 1325 to the 1800s. In what? Irish myth, yeah, in Irish myth, it was said to be clouded in mist except for one day every seven years when it became visible but still could not be reached by anyone. Stories about the island have circulated throughout Europe for centuries and with tales that it was promised land of saints or a paradise where an advanced civilization lived, possibly Atlantis. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
That's wild. I have yeah. never once heard of this in and my life. And we're going to throw up uh, a picture of a map that actually has um, Hybrazo on it. On most maps, the island was located roughly 321 kilometers, or for Chris, 200 miles Thank off you. the west coast of Ireland <laughs> in the North Atlantic Ocean. One of the most distinctive geographical features of High Brazil on those maps is that it often appears as a circle with a channel or river running east to west across it. Weird, dude. Yeah. That's so bizarre. Also, origin year 8100. 8, mm-hmm. Well, don't what? forget, he said They're that from the these future. guys weren't aliens. Yeah. They were from the future. So origin year 8100 could be the year they're coming from. Wow. To think that that far in the future, like, people right. are coming back. I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's over 6,000 years in the future. The, there's no telling what could be um, discovered by then or, or anything like that. Absolutely wild, dude. Absolutely. Oh, mm-hmm. got the claw? Yes. <laughs> Always. This time I have mango, my mango white claw. Um, hey. Yeah, and before we go any further, um, I'm all decked out. For those of you listening on uh, iTunes or SoundCloud, um, for those of you see- watching this on YouTube, you can see I'm wearing an Avion hat, tequila. I have my PBR shirt on, and I am drinking a mango White Claw. Uh, all of these are the official unsponsored. Um... <laughs> <laughs> unsponsored, but listen, if but you if... <laughs> want a sponsorship deal, come at your boys. All I'm saying is we like all of these products. And we would be happy to promote all of these products. First one's pretty free. Pretty easy going guy. That's so. right. First one's free. That's happening right now on the bonus content. Everything else after that, you just let me know. Yep. We don't mention it ever again, yep. though, White Claw. So just Correct. get that through your head. Correct. I mean, I may still drink them during the show, <laughs> but I will not mention that I'm drinking them during the show. That's as good as it gets. We can be reached at the number four guys media network at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> now, for those of you watching on YouTube, what you're about to see is um, some drawings from Peniston's notebook and also a, a computer-generated kind of rendering of those drawings um, that he claims to have seen uh, when he touched, with balls of steel, the UFO. So these are those things that were raised up a little bit, about three inches in, you know, tall and... Um, felt like sandpaper on what was otherwise a very smooth, no uh, rivets, no seams surface of the UFO. So we're throwing those up on the screen for you guys. Um, it's really just kind of glyphs. It's it there. It's not like hieroglyphics or anything like that where there's like animals or something. Um, it's mainly just kind of like shapes and, and glyphs and stuff like that. So you'll see that. But um, we invite you to check this bonus content out on YouTube if you want to check those out. Now... The next piece of bonus footage we have for you is the official HALT memorandum, and that is a transcription of Lieutenant Colonel Charles HALT's official memorandum on the Rendlesham incident. So this is the official report filed by USAF Deputy Base Commander HALT concerning the UFO incidents in Rendlesham Forest near the Brentwaters Woodbridge RAF bases. It goes as follows. Department of the Air Force, Headquarter 81st Combat, Combat Support Group, USAFE, APO, New York, DY-735, 13 January 81. 
reply to attention of CD, subject, unexplained lights, to RAF slash CC. Number one. Early in the morning of December 27th, 1980, approximately 0300, two USAF police patrolmen saw unusual lights outside the back gate at RAF Woodbridge. Thinking an aircraft may have crashed or been forced down, they called for permission to go outside the gate to investigate. The on-duty flight chief responded and allowed three patrolmen to proceed on foot. The individuals reported seeing a strange glowing object in the forest. The object was described as being metallic in appearance and triangular in shape, approximately two and three meters across. That's uh, about three yards. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) The base, and approximately two meters high, again, about two yards. (laughs) It illuminated the entire forest with a white light. The object itself had a pulsing red light on top and a bank of blue lights underneath. The object was hovering on, I'm sorry, the object was hovering or on legs. As the patrolman approached the object, it maneuvered through the trees and disappeared. At this time, the animals on a nearby farm went into frenzy. The object was briefly sighted approximately an hour later near the back gate. That's number one. Again, I wonder if, like, they they actually use some sort of, like, weapon to to scare the animals or if it's just natural reaction. Like, well, I mean, they, they, they say, like, horses... Um, and dogs and stuff like that, they can, like, sense when someone's a douche or they can sense, like, something bad or, or right. something's going to happen, stuff like that. So I think animals kind of have this sense. Um, like almost like a when, psychic sense. Yeah, like when na- when danger's near or something or, or something that's kind of not right is going on. Um, obviously, it's limited because if they had this sense all the time, then predators would die and prey would flourish, right? So... But I think if this craft gets up and takes off, like it's not do it's not being quiet. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Right, so right. like it's obviously it's making a disturbance, it. right? So I think the animals are just like, Well, this is some shit and you know, yeah. <laughs> we'd like to Time move. To get the hell yeah, out of here. We we would like to move. <laughs> but I, I thought it was interesting that approximately an hour later it came back to the back gate. Yeah. Yeah. That's because don't forget, this is a, allegedly a site for nuclear weapons in England for the United States. Right, right. All right. All right, number two. The next day, three depressions, one and one-half inches deep and seven inches in diameter, were found where the objects had been sighted on the ground. The following night, 29 December 1980, the area was checked for radiation. Beta gamma readings of point zero. I'm sorry, zero point one. Uh, again, forgive my pronunciation. Milli rotgens. I don't know if that's right at all, but were recorded with peak readings and three depressions in the three depressions and near the center of the triangle formed by the depressions. A nearby tree had moderate point zero five to point zero seven readings on the side of the tree towards the depression. In other words, they the radiation was strongest at the depression, and anything near the depression had a stronger radioactive reading than the rest of the surrounding area. I wonder how how um, 
how dangerous that level is. I wonder um, if it's like a pretty dangerous level or if it's just kind of like a. I'm assuming it's not as dangerous. Like I'm, I'm assuming it's it's not like not dangerous, but I'm assuming it's also like not right, like Chernobyl. Like long term exposure could hurt you, but obviously, right. But just it won't. like being there over a couple days and, and them not like doing anything to contain the area, it's I it right. can't be it can't be like detrimental to your health. It's it's probably just like don't stand there for yeah. you know seventeen days in a row because you probably won't have kids. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. So, all right, number three. Later in the night, a red sun-like light was seen through the trees. It moved about and pulsed. At one point, it appeared to throw off glowing particles and then broke into five separate white objects and then disappeared. Immediately thereafter, three star-like objects were noted in the sky, two objects in the north and one to the south, all of which were about 10 degrees off the horizon. The objects moved rapidly in sharp angular movements and displayed red, green, and blue lights. The objects to the north appeared to be elliptical through an 8 to 12 power lens. They then turned into full circles. The objects to the north remained in the sky for an hour or more. The objects to the south were visible for two to three hours and beamed down a stream of light from time to time. Numerous individuals, including the undersigned, witnessed the activities in paragraphs 2 and 3. The undersigned being Charles I. Holt, Lieutenant Colonel, USAF, Deputy Base Commander. Weird. I, I wonder what the beams are about. I wonder if those are the same beams that were uh, checking out that, that Those were the beams that were going locker. over the area that the nuclear weapons were believed to have been held. Gotcha. That's, that's he's describing that interaction because essentially paragraph one he's saying here's what Peniston saw and then paragraph two and three are here I came back to the base at this point and here's what I saw here's, and this is an official memorandum that was typed up by a deputy base commander and because of the Freedom of Information Act we accidentally got it yeah Right. So, exactly. So, like, again, this is, like, some more hard evidence that's out there um, mm-hmm. because – and that's where a lot of declassification is coming from these days. It's a lot of military declassification. I don't know if you've ever seen the uh, the video of a, of a fighter jet up in the air and it's just flying and on, on the screen you just see there's just a cigar-shaped object there. Oh, and no, he's just going – He's going, I don't know what that is, but it doesn't seem to be a threat, but, you know, we, we, we don't know what this is. Right, but, but it's, it's unidentified. It's watching us. It's moving around us a little bit. Like, you know, it's moving in ways that, like, we don't understand. Uh, it's pretty crazy. It, and, and that's just out there for anybody to check. I mean, you can find it pretty easily in YouTube. That's nutty. Uh, if you just search it up. Yeah. Um, but uh, so another thing, too why I, I wonder why or what their fascination is with nuclear weapons unless it is just to get it out of our hands well um, they i mean if you look at it this way right so we're seeing that like aliens in some of these things right you were talking about like the first nuclear weapon we shot in space was destroyed we don't know what destroyed it yep yep right and now in this particular um, account you're seeing you know this thing going over all the nuclear storage areas on this site the alleged nuclear storage areas on this particular base 
Um, and then there's other accounts of, you know, missiles and stuff being disabled or shot down or whatever the case may be. So, and like Penniston was saying, you know, these guys aren't aliens. They're from the future. They're time travelers. So the case could be made that they're not necessarily, like their interest in nuclear weapons is to prevent us from using them. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe they are from a time where they got used, and as a result, they're having trouble continuing the species, Yeah. or it's been a battle, or whatever the case may be, and it's gotten to a point where they're like, well, if we go back and we just interfere in small ways where we're, you know, we're not necessarily actually, like, stopping somebody from pressing a button, but what if we just disable what the button controls? The act, right. you know what I mean? So then the act is still there. The thing was still done. So maybe like the ripple or the butterfly effect doesn't go out as much. Yeah. It, it, or, yeah, exactly. Or it could be like just something, like you just said, like um, almost like a self-preservation tool. Mm-hmm. Like you, we, they don't want us destroying our earth right. with our, with these stupid weapons, testing them out and you know, irradiating the shit out of our land. Right, because, like, it could just be that, like, there's no more ozone and we don't have light travel, you know, the speed of light travel yet. We may only have time travel, which, you know, in and of itself is kind of a weird thing to to think that way. But, Mm -hmm. you know, who knows? You know what I mean? So, like, that is, it's just like, well, if we're not launching nukes and we're not creating all this, this shit that's going into our ozone layer and destroying our ozone layer... If, you know, things like this are happening or, or prevented from happening, then maybe their future is a little bit better. Or, you know, even if it's if it's that other time theory where, like, you're creating a separate timeline. So the timeline that the Traveler came from is still the same timeline. But mm-hmm. whatever they change then branches off into a new timeline that they're not actually a part of. Yeah. Time, time. Uh, that's string theory, right? Like all the time and everything. Yeah, it's so complicated. Like there's so many different theories, multiverses, multi-time theory, like all this, parallel. all these, yeah, parallel yep. universes, parallel timelines, like all this stuff. It's it's so complicated because there's no way to know which way works, like which is the actual right way. You know what I mean? Right. Like, is it like Back to the Future where like Marty goes back in time? And if he doesn't make sure something happens, he dies. Or is it like, um, what's the other show I'm thinking of? Oh, like Dragon Ball Z, right? They have Trunks go back in time. And Trunks goes back in time and he alters the past. But when he goes back to the future, it's the same future he came from. Even though Goku is technically still alive. And yes, I know I'm, I'm geeking out for a minute, but... I also have a you know Dragon Ball Z tattoo, so screw you, um, <laughs> not you, but everyone else that's upset by this conversation. <laughs> but you know what I mean. So like those yeah. are, those are kind of the two main theories. Is like it's either it changes everything, and but if it changes everything, how do you remember you came back in time? Right, right. Uh, yeah, exactly. It, it gets so complicated. Exactly. It's like it either changes your future or it changes another right. version of your of you's right. future. And that makes sense. Right. And there's like these multiple universes and blah, 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 which we'll we'll get into whenever we um, end up doing the Mandela effect, which I'm super excited about, too. But that a tangent aside, 
I think that's kind of what we're looking at here is like if you look at their interest in nuclear weapons and missiles and you know just acts of war it could just be self-preservation yeah it'd be weird um something something odd to think about is um since these guys are are claiming to be time travelers i wonder if maybe now that what we see and what we perceive as human beings as aliens I wonder if they're maybe just like the next step in evolution for us or like we evolve be. into that over the next 6,000 years and they're coming back to tell the almost the more primitive man like, hey, stop yeah, blowing shit get, up. Stop shooting each other. Together. Like, yeah, exactly. It could, be a, it could be a combination of the two. It could mm-hmm. be like some of this stuff is extraterrestrial and some of this stuff is time travelers. Um, I think... South Park had a, an interesting episode when they did like the time traveler from the future and it was just like this weird colored like gray tan like being there were no colors because eventually like all of the races and everything are just going to mix to a point where there is no like black white Asian yellow brown yeah. red like any of that it's just going to be like one weird neutral color yeah yeah. You know, so, like, but that eventually, like... Which would make kinda, sense for, like, grays. Right. It turns into kind of, like, a gray color. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting to think about, mm-hmm. honestly. And, like, as things get more automated and we do less, like, we're going to be using our minds more and our bodies less. So that kind of gives you that that gray, like, small body, not very tall, you mm-hmm. know, thin, like but big heads you know what i mean so like it it kind of plays into it but there's really no way to to know if that's a thing or not that'd be cool though Mm -hmm. yeah that's why that's why i like honestly that's like why i like conspiracy theories and all this kind of stuff because it's like again there's no evidence yeah right there's no evidence really that says absolutely not no that's not what it is but again there's no evidence that says yeah, no, you're one hundred percent on the nose. So it's mm-hmm. just like you're just left to imagine. Where yeah, where, where can this go? So. Well, so that is all the bonus content for um, the aliens point uh, aliens three point five. And um, <laughs> where are you gonna put that probe, Governor? <laughs> i can't believe you titled it that i mean i can and it's great but um uh, yeah it's i can't help myself sometimes hey. um but so yeah that's that's some bonus content that i that both of us thought you know would be important if uh if you guys wanted to to hear about it and listen to it so uh we appreciate you uh listening checking us out and uh we will see you on the next episode of the mystery in our history podcast coming to you soon Bye. Goodbye.